0: This is AutoLine Daily reporting on the global automotive industry. Well, it's a bad day in Tesla land, the company reported big losses for the first quarter, far worse than analysts expected. Revenue was down 37%, a drop of nearly $2.7 billion. It posted an operating loss of $521 million and a net loss of $667 million. The company's cash pile dropped 40%. The biggest problem Tesla faces right now is that it can't deliver Model 3s to customers fast enough. Unlike the Model S and X, Tesla does not build to order for Model 3s. Instead it builds them in batches and puts them in inventory, parking them in lots and yards around the country and around the world. It cannot book those cars as sold until a customer takes delivery. If Tesla can solve its logistics problems, things should brighten up considerably. Even so, Elon Musk warned analysts that the company will lose money next quarter, but should be profitable in the third quarter. And before other automakers snicker at Tesla's big losses, they better be worried about the public's acceptance of battery-powered cars. Tesla is not losing sales because other EVs are stealing sales. The whole segment is dropping. In fact, sales of EVs are falling nearly three times faster than the rest of the market. Tesla is actually doing better than the rest of the segment. If you take Tesla out of the equation, EV sales fell 24% in Q1 this year versus Q4 of last year. And that's why we believe the auto industry is headed for an EV disaster. Right now there are 13 BEVs for sale in the US market and they account for less than 2% of all sales. But in only three years' time, if you're to believe what the car companies are saying they're going to do, there will be anywhere from 80 to 120 EVs hitting the showrooms. We just don't see the market demand for these cars. Because remember, the traditional automakers are not building these cars because customers are clamoring for them. They're making them because governments around the world are forcing them to. We'll be back with more right after this. Good news for Carlos Goen, he could be getting out of jail soon. A Japanese court just granted him a $4.5 million bail. Prosecutors have appealed that decision, but if it's upheld, Goen will be free to leave his detention center, but only after meeting certain conditions. He can't meet or speak with his wife without permission, plus his movements and communications will be closely monitored. And we think this is pretty outrageous. Japanese authorities confiscated his passport, and he's the most recognized man in Japan right now, so it's not like he's a flight risk who can sneak out of the country. Besides, he already paid $9 million in bail over a month ago, prior to being re-arrested earlier this month. Before autonomous vehicles can become a reality, they need to follow 3D maps so they know precisely where they are. GM Super Cruise relies on high-resolution 3D maps created from LiDAR by driving on those roads. But Toyota is preparing to test a new approach that could save both time and money. It teamed up with Maxar Technologies and NTT Data to create high-definition maps for self-driving cars using high-res satellite images. Toyota says HD maps have been created for less than 1% of roads around the world. But if it can do it by satellite... All kinds of roads could be mapped quickly and cheaply. Chevrolet and Ram are in a big argument over whose pickup outsells the other. But there's another argument brewing. The Dodge Challenger now outsells the Chevrolet Camaro. The tipping point came last year, and not only is the Challenger pulling away, it's getting awfully close to the Mustang. And remember, the Challenger sits on one of the oldest platforms in the business. It's a reworked version of the Mercedes E-Class, leftover from the days of Daimler-Chrysler. FCA was going to put it on an Alfa Romeo platform, but that didn't work out. So they're now revamping the existing platform, and it should be in showrooms within the year. And hey, we've got a great Auto Line After Hours lined up for you this afternoon, when our special guest will be Robert Bollinger, the CEO and founder of Bollinger Motors. We'll be talking all about his all-aluminum, all-wheel drive, all-electric off-road truck. So join us today at 3 p.m. Eastern Time on our website, Autoline.tv. Autoline Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion, and by Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results. Volkswagen's all-electric IDR race car smashed the record in the Pikes Peak hill climb last year, and now it has its sights set on the Nürburgring. Testing starts today for the car, which has been in continuous development since that record-setting run and is specially tuned for the 12.9-mile section of the track. For example, the IDR needed to be set up for maximum downforce on Pike's Peak, but that's not the case for the Nürburgring. So it was fitted with a drag reduction system, similar to what they use in F1, that reduces the air resistance of the vehicle by about 20%, at the touch of a button. The IDR will eventually try to beat the current EV lap record of just under 6 minutes and 46 seconds. One jeweler's love for the Ford Escort has led to a pretty amazing creation. Russell Lord has spent thousands of hours over the last 25 years creating a 125th scale version of the Works Rally car driven by Ari Vatnin in the late 1970s. Even if it weren't made from silver, gold, and diamonds, the level of detail would still set it apart from other scale models. The pulleys on the front of the engine spin, the diamond-encrusted platinum gear lever even shifts, and the windows are collected from pieces of smashed faces. And what's crazy is, Lord says he knows the car so well, there were no plans, and he just started building it from the ground up. His labor of love will now be auctioned off for charity on May 2nd. And speaking of things that are just plain cool, check out this picture of a modified Mercedes 300 SL Gullwing help a racing cyclist in 1962 become the first person to go 200 kilometers an hour on a bicycle. And look at how massive the front sprocket is on that bike. Just amazing. But that's it for today's show. Thanks for watching, and we'll be back again tomorrow.